I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Three, two, one, go. How are you? Uh, I'm very good. You all right? Yes. You look very fresh face today. I'm really happy to see you. Are you? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, I literally was going to go and just wait for you outside the train station. That would have been rather romantic. But it was raining, so I chose to run oh. towards you as you were walking down the road okay. instead. I mean, you could have gone, you're all wet, and then you could have gone, oh. I hadn't is, noticed. Is it, is it raining? I hadn't noticed. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, we could have recreated the greatest rom-com of all time. Of all... What, is it? I think it's pretty, pretty close. It's a very good I rom-com. thought you thought... Um, along, um, no, when Harry met when Sally. Harry met Sally. Along came Sally. Along came Polly. <laughs> um, yeah, When Harry Met Sally is my all-time favourite rom-com. But um, Four Weddings and a Funeral is it, not... Is number out. two? Yeah, I would say so. It's maybe even a tie. I don't know. No. Really? When Harry Met Sally still the Okay, best, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some classic lines there, isn't there, that you can't escape. Um, mm. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Mm, that's Notting Hill. It is. But I was just meaning like Rich Curtis the written those, those mem- memorable lines. lines. You know, mm. would, you, would, would you consider not marrying me? I think he says. In, yes. Uh, and then said, and, and he says something like, he has to say, do you? And then she says, I do. So it's a slightly clunky uh, way around it because you probably wouldn't have done that in real life. You'd say, would you not marry me? And she Mm. would have said, no, I won't. And then bingo. But to get the word I do required a quite rephrasing of all that. Andy McDowell was massive for a while, wasn't she? She she uh, sort of just disappeared. Groundhog Day. Yes. um, She was brilliant in that. And then she was in, yeah, a series of films. But is her daughter not a really good actress now? And is was the really kind of sexy girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. And do you know that her dad is a guy called Paul Qualley? Mm-hmm. I didn't know And that. Paul Qualley mm-hmm. was a model at Model Swan when I was a booker. Oh, really? And then he married Andy McDowell, and it was all going off. Right. Are they still married? Um, don't know. I'm going to Google I, that. You can Google that. Google it. Um, welcome everybody to Making the Cuts. Very nice to be back. I hope you're enjoying this season four. We did our first episode last week and I think it's got adverts on it. You said yes. you'd listen to it with adverts I on mean, it. I mean, amazing. Just, do we sound like a proper podcast now yeah. we've got adverts? Yeah. Okay, well, I it's hope... very exciting. I hope the adverts aren't, uh, like, bothering anybody. I'm typing in the background, It's very nice for us to, uh, to get a sponsor, so that's good. Yes, it's like watching an episode of Nine to Five. <laughs> <laughs> Look how handsome Paul Colley was. Oh, wow, yeah. He was a really good-looking guy. Um, Hollywood superstar, Andy McDowell. Paul is posing as a model for Gap. Oh, they divorced in 1999. Ah, it. That's sad. Yeah, yeah, he's very handsome. You can go and look him up, people, see what you think. Paul Colley. Yeah, he's got a great I'm quite pleased that I remembered Mm. him. It's all about the jawbone, isn't it, with a bloke? you got a good square jaw, you get away with the handsome mm. thing. Mm. I'm constantly trying to craft one around the gym. There she is. Yeah, yeah, that's her from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was a good film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's too long. I thought she stole the show. Oh, yeah, she was I magic mean, in it. I mean, she yeah. really was yeah. naughty. Uh, yes, and nice. And nice. <laughs> right to say that? All of a sudden feeling a bit weird. <laughs> First of all, I do want to say a big thank you to everybody who sent me messages this week yes. for scales that I should mm. buy, because we've had an enormous response to that. And have you um, bought I, scales? I haven't bought some yet, but um, I, I was just basically going to read out a few of the things that people had sent to us. 
everybody sent something slightly different. There's millions of obviously scales out there that connect and to your phone via Bluetooth. And they can do BMI, they can do your foot positioning, they can do fat content, they can they like, do, do everything. all of that stuff. I'm a bit upset you haven't bought the scales here for us to play with. No, well, I, what I first of all wanted to do is thank everybody for sending me all the messages. And then I have put some in general that I think I was going to buy. Um, we're getting so many messages now, it's hard to keep on top of. Um, but first of all, Ebelbeck has uh, messages to say about looping, that you can do something with the dubbing and you can turn off the dubbing in looping and put on the original language and subtitles. Ah, Did you know that? no. Yeah, so quite a few people have messaged uh, this as well to say that you can do this with looping. Oh, I'm going to do that. So, um, I don't know. Have you watching the dubbed version? Yes, and it's really... I mean, ah. I have to say that it is dubbed well. Yes, um, but it took me a whole first episode to not get, not be annoyed by it. I okay. was annoyed through the whole first episode. Mm. And also, you know, I am French. I speak French. So yeah. it's very frustrating because it's in French. I would understand it. Yeah. And I think it would be a much better viewing experience. So thank you very much, Ebelbeck. I will do that. Yes. Oh, uh, this is Emma Owen. So great to have the podcast back again. <laughs> I couldn't get those words out. I wanted to say there is a free version of my fitness pal. Uh, so you don't have to subscribe to the paid one. I did know this, but I just felt obliged to subscribe. Um, but do you get pounds. extra things if you, you subscribe? Because you are using it a lot. Yes, you do get extra things, I think. But I was originally using it unsubscribed. It was when you said, I've just bought it. I thought, I'm buying it as well then. It was you that we're bought quite it. Com- it's funny, we're quite competitive yes. like that. If you do something, I want to do I've it. it. Yeah. yeah. But what Emma Owen is also saying is if you're working out using a Garmin watch, it can automatically sync to your calorie burn on your <gasps> fitness pal. That's quite that, good, isn't it? It must do that with an Apple watch, no? You would have thought so, wouldn't you? Um, but thanks, that's what uh, I have. Emma, for that. Anyway, I guess I did want to say a big thank you to everybody that sent me scales message. I'm going to buy a set of scales ar- around the £40 mark. Mm. Um, that do all the BMI stuff and all of that jazz mm-hmm. and um, and then it connects to an app and you can store all the information and, and track your weight. I mean, I think also it's worth mentioning that scales can be quite dangerous in the wrong hands. I feel like they're good for you because you want to put on weight. I've never owned a pair of scales. Um, I, I, I feel like some people, and myself included, I have been one of these people, can get too into weighing themselves. So when I when I was trying to lose my baby weight, I was mm-hmm. probably weighing myself every day. And I would kind of put on a pound, I'd lose a couple of pounds, but I'd be sort of obsessed with how much I'd have put on. I cannot remember, you made me weigh myself weeks ago, uh, just because we should know, like you were like, how much do you weigh? I was like, I've got no idea. But I haven't weighed myself since then. And I, before okay. that, I hadn't weighed myself in months. Mm. I just go by how tight are my trousers. Yes. Okay. Can I get my trousers yeah. okay or not? Um, and then you realise they're my trousers. <laughs> Your trousers fit me quite nicely. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm slim around the hips. Yeah, you are. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Um, but like, just be careful with the weighing yourself out there, please, people. Uh, Claire Blackburn, I went to school with Claire. She's messaged a few times. She says, "Dearest Davina and Mikey, just to let you know, I was feeling a bit down and was starting to spiral. So I decided to put on the podcaster and potter around my small garden, and I feel so much better. Thanks Yay! so much for brightening my day. Um, that is great, isn't it? Well done, Claire. Well, it's, uh, it's very nice that the podcast has that effect. Great. One other thing I did want to say is uh, these welly boots. I-, I can't remember whether we talked about these or I'm not. not sure if we have, but well, I it- have got a pair of these boots, and it is important to say that Tololo Boots did gift me. Did they? Yeah. Oh, like wow. years ago, two mm. years ago, a pair of these boots. And I am obsessed. So they're called t- Talalo? Tololo. Tololo. On Instagram, they're T-A-L-O-L-O. called... T-A-L-O-L-O. Tololo Boots. And they are a mixture of a cowboy boot and mm-hmm. a welly. Mm-hmm. So when they messaged me this week, I thought, what? Like, this is you in a nutshell. Mm. You are a Wellington cowboy boot. Mm. And then I realised that you've got some, you're way ahead of the game, mm-hmm. but I thought more people should know about mm-hmm. this, right? And they are festival perfect. There's so many, like, perfect ones. These snakeskin ones. Stop Please, it. Look at that. Those, right. I love those right? so much. They, the, the ones I'm just pointing at, so I have already got the cheetah print ones, which are to die for. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that I really love, they're dark brown. I mean, I would wear those just out as a boot. They look like they're cro- not crocodile like, or something. Yeah, they look like crocodile 
Um, they've got a kind of amazing print on them. They're brown and they just are so cool. So they're wellies in the style of a cowboy boot. Yeah. But I, I totally agree. They deserved a, a bigger shout out. If we've talked about them before, then they deserve talking about again. Um, you're going to get a pair for your birthday, obviously. I'm going to tell uh, you which good. ones. Okay, good. I might see if they'll do some bespoke ones. You put my face on each foot. Oh, that like would that. be great, Michael. Yeah, you'd like that. It's what I've always wanted. Uh, very good. I was sent a candle this week and I opened the package. I, you know how much I love a candle. Mm-hmm. Smells are important. Yes. They, they matter as much as words. Mm-hmm. Do they? Yes. Really? Yes, because I think smells are very evocative of a time in your life, a person, mm-hmm. um, a type of candle can remind you of your childhood. Mm-hmm. When you walk into a room and it smells, and you don't even have to burn a candle for very long to really infuse yeah. a whole room. Anyway, I a lot of people start candle companies or wax melt companies, mm-hmm. and um, I, I got sent this candle, and I am quite particular about my candles, as you know. Yes. And how they burn, mm-hmm. and do they burn well? So... I burnt this candle. Now, first of all, I opened the package and on the side of it, it had miserable. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, that's Mm. sad. It's miserable. Then I realized it was from Les Miserables. And then I looked at the other candles that this business makes and they are all musicals. Musicals. Okay. So I got in touch with Blaze, who makes the candles, and... Blaze loves musicals and he loves candles. Okay. So he has named each one after candles. So he does two candles, one big, one small. Okay. The big one's 225 grams. Okay. It burns very evenly. Okay. Um, it's 26 quid for the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the miserable candle yeah. is super nice. Oh, wow. I mean, mm. really, really lovely. The smell is so nice. So you can find him on Insta. Again, you know, we love our kitchen kitchen we sort do. of businesses and he's called blaze b-l-a-i-s-e george elliot e-l-l-i-o-t george elliot is that yeah. not a famous author or something it sounds like a yes like a i mean name, it's, it's a very elliot. posh name isn't it, it is blaze george good. elliot so what other musicals are in there or do you not know is the jersey boys in there for instance um, or is there like joseph the and jersey his technical accountant you're not that keen on musicals, are you? Well, every musical I've ever been to is the greatest thing I've ever seen. But if anyone ever says, do you want to go to a musical? I think, no, I could think of better things to do than go to a musical. Um, what was the one that we recommended on here? Uh, uh, come Away With Me, Away. Far far From Away. Far come from, from Away. Come From Away. Was it? Come From... That was the one about the uh, where all the planes landed in North Foundland, who'd been diverted after God, 9/11. it was good. It was good. You're absolutely right. And you, you didn't massively want to go to that, and no. you did love it. Yeah. I think your boys would have quite enjoyed it. Yes, I'm sure they would. Um, um, so let me tell you the other sense that he does. Okay. Um, he does Saigon, okay. Miserable. That's my favourite. Well, it's the only one I've yeah. had, but it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Opera, opera. Which must mean Phantom of the Opera, right? Yeah. All right. Wicked. Yep. That should be for you. Yeah, well. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Peron. Eva Peron. <gasps> yeah. I hope that you burn. Oh. Oh, I don't know what dear. that would be. Yeah. Nancy, my dear. Um, Nancy, my dear. Mine hair. <laughs> Pomata pie. I don't know, I don't know what, what that is. is. La vie bohème. Yep. Poppins. Okay. And is there any more? No, no, that's just that's the full house. Don't, of but don't they look oh, nice? They do look nice. They look like uh, Aesop or I some think, kind of a pot. I think they just they come in a brown glass mm. um, container. You got one um, here, no? And obviously, uh, it's got a twenty-hour burn time per candle, um, and they're made from beeswax, soy, coconut oil, and essential oils. But uh, I can't recommend I can't recommend them high enough. They are really really nice. Very good. There you go. When do I get to have a sniff of one? Just when I come, um, come and see you. I, I might just for fun buy the full house. Yes. And then we can have a candle around. smelling. Okay, great. Extravaganza. I'd love to know what Wicked smells like. Mm, if wicked it smells like smell. you. That's what it smells <laughs> yeah. like, I tell you. Okay, I've watched a few things uh, recently. But the thing I'm most excited about yes. is this Friday. So if you're listening to this on the Friday, which would be what, the 29th? Yes. Um, or would it be the 30th? It's the 28th. Um, so it would be the 30th on Friday. Yeah. 
uh, Alan Partridge this oh. time. I know. Second series of This Time with Alan Partridge is on this Friday at 9.30. And we need to very, very highly recommend the first series. I mean, we have talked about it yeah, before. Yes. It is so, so funny. But a very good friend of mine who works in telly just posted on, on Facebook last night. He said, just watched a preview uh, episode of This Time. He said, utterly superb. Oh, really? Yes. So, um, everybody... Before I've even seen it, I'm going to recommend that for a start. Great. It looks great. There's a few things on Instagram, like little clips and stuff like that, which just look uh, perfect. So that's one thing. I've watched two things recently. One is the Murdoch documentary that's on the BBC. It's a three-part documentary called The Rise of the Murdochs. Yeah. Now, I know a bit about the Murdochs. Is it on the iPlayer? It's on the BBC iPlayer at yeah. the moment. The thing about them, I guess, if you're of our age, then you've not, you just literally can't avoid the Murdochs. Yeah. I mean, they've been around now for such a long time. Mm. And then obviously they've um, had such a big impact on on everybody's lives. Mm. Well, obviously with the phone hacking scandal, which you know more about. Well, I mean, I, if I hadn't been phone hacked, I would have been insulted. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But uh, I, yeah, yeah the, the, the phone hacking mm. scandal was massive. I mean, what was quite weird at the time was I was so paranoid because I just didn't understand mm. how really private information, like um, mm. the fact that I was pregnant, that I just didn't tell anybody except for my parents. I thought that my parents' phone was tapped. Mm -hmm. But actually they were reading my mess or they're messages. listening to my voice messages on yeah. my phone. But I, I, I sent a private detective down to my parents' house to sweep their house mm -hmm. with a bug that I, because... Then I thought I had this lovely guy that used to drive me called Peter, who yes. I really miss. Yes. And um, he passed away, sadly. And he drove me for years and years and years and years, just to jobs, mm -hmm. you know, to and from jobs and stuff. He, I, I started distrusting him, which was yeah. a horrible feeling because I knew in my heart he'd never, mm. ever, ever do anything. But I just was like, I don't understand how I was like thinking you know, Jack and Mark, is there somebody that's like leaking information, but actually it wasn't anybody, mm. you know, that my friends were God. all very trustworthy, mm. but that yes. actually I was being, I was being hacked. So I did feel like I was going mad. Well, episode one is a kind of establisher of who the Murdochs are, where they came from and what they do. And mm. episode two is all about the hacking scandal and how it literally brought the kind of empire or the dynasty to its knees. There's a lot of great footage in there. Brilliant interviews with Hugh Grant and Max Mosley. I didn't realise the important role that he played. I really. don't either. So Max Mosley was the head of Formula One. Yes, for I remember. Time, yeah. and, and they did the whole thing of him yes, with his... Well, S&M and... Yes. Well, what was interesting about him, his father was actually the leader of the British Fascist Party. Yes, I And his remember. mother was good friends with Hitler and people yeah, like that. Uh, yeah. So he had this kind of strange back story anyway. Mm. And then, obviously, he'd been having group sex, I think, with a bunch of women, all consenting. And I don't yeah, believe yeah, any of them... Yeah, all consenting, but it was like a big S&M thing. It was quite shock. It was quite a scandal Yes, but the they'd time. said... Um, they'd called... They said the Nazi, you know, sex orgy party. And they had him saying he was dressed as a Nazi and all that stuff. All of that was not true, but he decided to oh, take... Oh, was it not true? No, no, not, virtually none of it was true. Oh, God, other I than thought that it... that he was having group sex. That yeah. was true. Yeah. But there was... There's nothing Nazi themed about it. And it was all consensual, you know, it was fine. It was just you know, it was just the fact that he was married, I guess, and fair enough, so, you know, yeah. he went to his wife and he <laughs> explained great. and all the rest of it. But he just thought I, I, I it's not fair that you're allowed to say this about me when none of these things are true. Anyway, he took them to court and he won. Oh god. First I time they ever won the case wow. against the news of the world. And then when the phone hacking thing came out, he just thought, you know what, it's just not on. So what he started to do was to bankroll people suing the news of the world so he bankrolled john prescott for suing for phone hacking he started to back people to say to them he said look i'll be your insurance policy if you lose i'll pay the damages but if you win then you know give me i don't know what he said but maybe five percent or something like wow. that. wow so i had no idea but he said there's a great bit of him where he just says he said the thing about murdoch really is i'm a bit of a nightmare for him because one i've nothing to lose Two, I've got a lot of money, and three, I'm very experienced, and I know I know how this thing works, you know. And he said, so he said, I'll not stop, you know. <gasps> I'm still going oh because what God. happened to Max Mosley's family is that his son fell off the wagon, off out of recovery, and ended up 
dying of a drug overdose. From that? Well, he says it's literally, Tory's family's so badly apart, the story, <gasps> and, and the subsequent stories oh my that God, came that's quite a bit terrible. of pressure upon the family. So he's just relentlessly wants to ruin the Murdoch empire, you know. So but that's this a... Is br- like, oh. This is like a Netflix drama waiting to it's happen. I mean, I know Succession, succession is, yeah. is loosely based on... Well, we've talked about Succession, we've recommended it, and lots of people have talked about it, but... I quite like Succession, but I would like it more now, I think, now to see how closely related it is to the murder. But do you think it was that closely related? Yes, because this whole thing, the rise of the Murdoch dynasty, is him looking. Because they even use the word succession four or five times in the documentary. Yeah, <laughs> Because he needs a successor, really. Right. And Liz went off and did her own thing, as you know. And then you've got the two brothers. Yes. Um, both of them seem utterly useless, as far as I oh, can I d- tell. Yes. He went to the select committee, James, with mm. his dad. And his dad pretended to be like an idiot. And James had to kind of firefight all these questions about phone hacking. But it's farcical. You know, the whole thing's bizarre, really. But what, what, what is amazing out of it was just, just the sheer power that he had over British politics from, I would have thought, 1990 right through till probably, you know, re- quite recently. But the and what reason... does it say in the documentary that he's still at the head of his family? Well, the, the final episode, I think, is the, it's called The Comeback, which is him co- rising from the ashes, essentially, after the phone Doesn't surprise me. and all the rest of it. He's the kind of person that would just rise and rise again. Like yes. He's just... And of course... I mean, he's married initially, then he gets divorced, then he marries the, the, the other lady where they have two kids, then they get divorced, and of course now he's married Jerry Hall. Mm. And the wedding and everything's in this documentary. It's, it's absolutely fascinating, you know, because you think, well, why bother getting married? I don't understand. But of mm. course it's a massive PR spectacle. Pretty but Patel's there. I, like every I, politician you could think of is at the wedding. Yeah. He might have loved, like, he uh, might totally. be in love with her, yeah, like, yeah, and want to get married because mm. he loves her. I'm just being devil's advocate here. You could absolutely be right. I'm okay. sure they do love okay. each other. Okay. But why you'd need to do a huge public wedding, I don't know. Why couldn't you just do a private wedding, you know? Oh, was it I mean, a huge in, public? It's enormous. Yeah. Oh, is it? And it's it? in central London. God, All I'm, the world's press you know, are there. Do you know what you're doing? What? You're making me really want to watch it. It's really good. Is it? And then, of course, he doesn't back Trump at the beginning of the Trump campaign. He decides not to. And he gets Fox News to turn on Trump in the primaries. And there's a brilliant interview where they do those big debates. And Trump's come out for the very first time as a candidate at the primaries. And Fox throw all these kind of misogynistic questions at him, trying to trip him up. And of course, he navigates it amazingly well. And of course, flips really, because everybody thinks it's going to be a disaster. Even Murdoch tweets, what the hell are you doing, Trump? You're, um, you're embarrassing yourself and all your friends. He actually tweets that publicly. Uh, and then, of course, what is Murdoch on Twitter? Yeah, well, he certainly was. Whether he is anymore or not, I don't know. Because oh I'm going to go and look him up right yeah. now. Anyway, it's great, and I'm only I'm on the last half of the final episode, which is the build-up to Trump. And I guess at some point, Fox News backs Trump, and bingo, they're away. But I would like to just say something. Yes. You know, if you were the children of Murdoch, you mm-hmm. could very easily just do nothing. And Empty. Elizabeth Murdoch is kind of an amazing woman. Oh. Unbelievable to have, what she's done. To have gone off on her own mm-hmm. and not using her father's influence, just gone off and started your own production company mm-hmm. and made it an enormous success. Because mm. I did a show with them. Yes, got and, to dance with Yeah, and them, it, was, it? it was mega. I mm. mean, she's like, she is a force of nature. Yeah. And I think to have a successful dad and to live, I mean, not just successful, mm. like a giant, you know, yeah. government influencing father is it's huge shoes to fill mm. there's a really interesting uh, she would be a natural choice wouldn't she yeah but as I mean, a she's, successor? she's out as it would seem what is interesting is there's loads of footage from a documentary they obviously all did the murlocs in australia about 10 years ago mm. well this seems to criticize her dad quite a bit but also his wife like she did not like his wife mm. So you've got the feeling that that, that was never going to happen. They were mm. never going to come together. But who mm. knows? I mean, you know, there's plenty of time left. But Murdoch looks older and older. And I wouldn't mm. surprise me if he's only got two or three years left in him. Anyway, I have loved this. It's on IMDb at 7.7. There's three one-hour episodes on mm. the iPlayer. I think if you're interested in popular culture and politics and all the things that have gone over the last 30 years, you should definitely watch it because everything's in there from pop music to politics to... 
you know, obviously all and the phone hacking scandal. And you learn so much. Yes. I mean, you ju- even you just talking about Max Mosley was really interesting. Oh, I didn't, I remember that scandal. I remember mm. the the words, but I didn't know that he'd taken them to court. I didn't know that he won. Yeah. You never hear about that no. stuff because they try and keep it so quiet. Mm. And the fact that he was bankrolling all these people. To wow, to I didn't know that. And the reason they were settling out, of course, try and keep all this information out of the public domain. Yeah. They were just thinking, well, pay them off, pay them off, pay yeah. them off, you know. It's brilliant. But the reason we have the politicians we have, I would have thought 70% of it's due to whatever Murdoch decided. The reason Blair won, the reason Brown didn't win, the reason wow. Cameron won. I mean, it, it, it's shocking, really. Um, anyway, it's really good and it's free. Great. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I would like to talk to you about somebody that I happened across Mm -hmm. um, by mistake. You know on Instagram when you go to an account and they show a picture of something and you think, oh, I wonder what that's about. And you read the blurb and they tag in the person that was responsible for that picture. Yes. And you think, oh, I'm going to just... Mm. And you click through to that account and then you go, wow. Yes. So I like to be clean and I like my house to be clean, but behind my cupboard doors is quite chaotic. Yes, it is. So... <laughs> That's not a euphemism for anything. It just is fact. So like kitchen cupboards, yeah. fridges, mm-hmm. things like that. Chaos. Yes. And... The person in my house who deals with that yes. is Tilly. Yep. So Tilly's extraordinary. She she will come down, she'll go, Mum, I'm going to organise your coat cupboard. Mm. And she'll put them in colour coordinations and, yeah. and then steal half of them. But mm. um, she is my organiser. I have found somebody online who lives in Hertfordshire. Wow, really? Yes. Yeah. Um, but she will travel. Mm-hmm. Um, called... Lucy, uh-huh. and her um, website is called organisedbylucy.com. Now, she's worked in interiors and in design in London and Sydney, and her blurb says that she just wants to make spaces usable, accessible, but this is what I loved, but most of all, peaceful. Oh. And I thought, that is so true, that when you live in a house that is kind of clear of clutter, mm-hmm. and when you open a cupboard... It's almost anxiety-reducing. Yes. You, you just think, ah, oh, it does bring... Mm. She is the Marie Kondo of Britain. I think I know what that means. You know, Marie Kondo was the woman who said, does it spark joy? Okay, no, I didn't know You take know that. everything out of your cupboard, yeah. everything out of your mm-hmm. wardrobe, and you pick it up and you go, does this spark joy? If it doesn't spark joy, mm-hmm. it goes. Really? And then, you know, the reason why I roll up my clothes is because of Marie Kondo. I didn't know that, but I roll up my clothes not because of her, just because that's kind of You're amazing. It's because you just naturally knew how to do that. Somebody somebody taught me. A guy called Paul Smith. What? Not the Paul Smith, sadly. God, isn't that funny? Paul Smith and Michael Douglas together. I know. I love it. So, she does interior styling. And she does um, free 30-minute consultations. Mm -hmm. And she will travel... Um, and she asks for a deposit of £30. But I want to show you quickly, Michael, um, because Oops. I got so excited by it. Uh-huh. Look at the pictures. So if you go to her website and you um, spool down, she then shows you various things that she's organised. Look at the joy of this. 
now that she specialises basically in things like larder cupboards. So it's like decanting. Are you all right? You're very yes. windy today. You <laughs> seem very sort of burpy, burpy windy. Is it coffee? Well, I, I'm drinking coffee and it's giving me a... Little windy pops. A little reflux, yeah. yeah. But it's not just Tupperware. It's yes. like pretty organising boxes. Oh, nice. Um, ways, everything has a place. Mm. Um, but when you open your cupboards, everything looks correct. Oh, that was it. It was Derek. From the Mars From the Mars Singer. Mm. He, she went down and organised his wardrobe. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh, look at that. So she does lots of wardrobes. She does um, toy rooms, kids' mm-hmm. toy rooms. But look at the fridge. Yeah, the fridge the looks fridge amazing. The fridge really made me so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kitchens. But also rooms. She will style a room. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought, what a great idea. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are lots of other room designers or interior designers yes. that, that can do the same thing. But she's just a name that I got. She's in, um, she's north of London, but she said she would travel. So anybody around the south, I'm oh, sure she would come to. I do think your house is a representation of your brain in some mm. ways. You know, mm. it, well, your... that's exactly it. My behind all my cupboard doors is yes. absolute chaos. That is me. Yeah, well, I'm the same. I mean, you've been in my car, right? I mean, it's just like a skip essentially of everything that I've ever bought over the last six months is in there. But once you tidy it, once it's tidied and cleaned, mm. your brain all of a sudden settles down. I mm. think it feels like it is it's really a, important. a euphemism for what's going on mm. in your own life. You know, it's bloody marvellous to get organised. I absolutely love it. Good. Well, if that, I've got an Instagram account for you, which I stumbled across this the other day. I don't know what it was, but I showed it to my son and Sonny said, oh, is that the artist guy? I was like, yeah. How do you know about the artist guy? And he says, oh, we all follow him at school. So it's this guy here. How would you pronounce that surname? Chris Breyer. Chris Breyer. And he's just called Chris Breyer, all one word, 117,000 followers. What? But basically, he's an artist from Buffalo, New York, and he obviously sells his paintings and stuff like that. But he does this thing where he colour matches anything that he's looking at, right? So um, let's have a look at this one here. You can have a little look. So he's going to try and colour match to that pair of scissors there. Now he does, he just gets a little card and then he just uses the primary colours and then eventually he gets such a good match that you can't see where it starts and where it stops. So he puts a tiny bit of red in, a tiny bit of white in until eventually it's like, what? But this is what I love about social media, that you find people that have gone so unbelievably niche that they turn their obsession... For example, Lucy, who loves tidying, Mm -hmm. she has carved herself a profession from liking tidying, which is amazing. And But what would he use? Why does he do this? Oh, I think it's just for fun, essentially. But I mean, look, 89,000 views. But he did a really good one, which I've slightly lost. So he did one of a CD. So you know a CD is like a mirror type thing? Yes. And then he held this little piece of card in front of it and he said, mm. oh, I'm going to match the colour to the CD. Mm. And um, you think, well, how can you match the colour to a CD? Like, it's a CD. And then he does it and you go, what? How have you managed to do that? So if you have a quick flick through his uh, his Instagram page, it's really good, but it's very nice little, like if you've got five minutes to yourself. But that's the kind of think, place you'd get lost for an hour. Uh, yes, you could easily get lost. I mean, lost a disaster. To- so this one of the coin here. So you can see there's a lighter bit of the coin yes. and then a darker bit of the coin. Yes. So, you know, he starts with a bit of black and then he tells you what he's doing. If you listen, you know, he'll go like... Yeah, wait till oh. um, it's Bob. So it's too blue to me, so it's more... Isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. Right to it. He's got Bob Ross. Bob it's like Ross. doing a similar yeah, sort of thing. But then he starts putting like brown in there and blue in there and you think... Much, you've so lost it. He's lost it. He's lost it. He's lost it. He's never going to bring it back again. He's going to go whiter. It needs a little bit of yellow. Oh, yellow. So you wouldn't have thought what? yellow? Touch of phthalo blue. Try and light it just slightly. Just oh. a little more yellow. Oh! Yeah, right. All of a sudden you go, oh! I'm going to match. It's good, isn't it? Oh, my God. That's really um, clever. 
So I've really enjoyed this guy. Every day I just have a quick look and see what and he's just, pulling at. Just quickly, just show me how many people is fo- are following him again. 117,000. 117,000. Yeah. That is ridiculous. But that's what Instagram needs, isn't it? It's like a little hook. So of course he's an artist, but how do you hook in an audience? So you just do this little colour matching. But he doesn't day. show any of his art. No, well, I think there must be. You must be able to go to a There's shop nothing. or something like that. Yeah, you're right. I haven't seen his art, but maybe that... Paintings, prints, and recommended art supplies, etc. And then there's a link. Love um, it. But he's he's great. I really love accounts like that. Okay, I've got something for you. Or have yes. you got something for me? Well, I mean, I've always got something for you. What what do you want? Like, um, do you want to do something? I feel like you wanted to yes, say something. Yes, I, I do. Go I on. very nearly didn't say this last week because we ran out of time. And then yeah. I thought, I've really got to talk about it. I've got to yeah. get it off my chest. Get it off your chest. It's called The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And it's on Disney Plus, you'll mm-hmm. be pleased to know. Mm, good. And it's a spin-off of the whole Star Wars saga. And it's been around now for a couple of years. And I kept looking at it and thinking, I'm not going to like that. I liked mm. Star Wars as it was. Mm. I don't want a kind of spin-off Can series. Can be honest? Go on. That's exactly yes. how I feel. Totally. And you you are changing. I, I don't, I'm, I want st- to I, I wanna cheapen I wanna the Star Wars someone. legacy or the saga or anything about it. But... Mm. One thing I did love was always the, the outfit of Boba Fett. Boba Fett's uh, the bounty hunter who's mm. in, I think, The Empire Strikes Back. It's interesting because and... I call him Boba Fett. Do you? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I was always struggling with Bono as well. He was Bono for a long time because of Sonny Bono. And then Bono. I was like, well, what is it? What's quite interesting, there's a funny story about Bono gets in a lift and Sonny Bono is in the lift with... Is that true? Yeah, it's true. And there's an uncomfortable silence. And as the lift opens and Sonny Bono walks out, he turns around and says, it's Bono. And then the lift shuts. So passive aggressive. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. You know. And I, Bono should have said, no, it's not, it's Bono. Um, anyway, so yeah, there's a, there's, there's a problem around it, which is why I didn't want to watch it. And lots of people told me to watch it. And I thought, well, I'm not going to. But I love the Boba Fett outfit and the Mandalorian is the Boba Fett outfit. And I thought, God, it does look cool. The helmet's so cool and everything about it. But I didn't realise that the Mandalorian are a group of bounty hunters that's part of this thing called the Guild or the Creed. Creed's a funny word, isn't it? Why? Do you know what it, you know what it means? Like, Because no? people say, like, colour, ethnicity, Creed. And I wonder what's the specific difference about Creed compared to ethnicity, for instance. So put it into Google's. Creed versus ethnicity. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Um, so okay. you're going to get in the Meaning. film Creed, aren't you? Yeah. Because they say, are you, the, are you the Creed of the Mandalorian? Meaning, are you an original, I guess, you know? A system of religious belief, a faith, people of many creeds and cultures, a formal statement of Christian beliefs, especially the Apostles' Creed okay. or the Nicene Creed. So you're not necessarily born into a creed. It's more of a belief system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they use the word quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite interesting. Anyway, so here is the Mandalorian. He's been sent on a mission uh, for money to risk to go and collect something for a baddie. The Empire's gone. So this film, sorry, this program, The Mandalorian, is set five years after the return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah, so I know Darth where we Vader's are. dead. Yep. Emperor Palpatine's dead. The Death Star's been blown up. Five years has gone. Everybody's disappeared. Who knows where Han Solo is? Probably mm. having sex with Princess Leia somewhere. In a... Right, you're done. What? No, I'm joking. Okay. Because they had a kid, right? I know. Um, so, you know, there's all this kind of funny stuff going on, but the Empire is essentially dead and the Republic of managing the, all the planets. So he goes off and he has to receive, um, he has to track down a little baby and it's a little baby Yoda. Oh, not oh, to kill. God. Not to kill, but to to turn over to the baddie. But in the process of turning it over to the baddie, he slightly falls for the little Yoda. And he realises that the Yoda's kind of special, but he doesn't necessarily know why. And then the Yoda saves his life at some point by doing something magical with his hands, you know. And the the Mandalorian thinks, God, this Yoda thing's quite creepy. He doesn't know what it's called or anything, he just calls him the kid. Are you giving away a lot of... No, no, not really. I mean, this is episode one or two, you know, he's got this thing. And then he realises that he wants to protect... The, the baby and take it somewhere where it needs to be and we don't quite know where that is yet but he needs to try and find a Jedi or something and like how that. many eps in a series I think there's eight episodes in the series two series so I'm on so episode I said there's only two series yeah so season, season... Oh, God, are you 
don't you watch it so much? Like every night you're going to watch The Mandalorian. Do you only watch one ep we per watch night? We watch one ep per night with the kids. Oh. Yeah. But I can't tell you how good it is. It's really good. I mean, if you like Star Wars, it's like, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Go and watch oh it. God, I'm going it's, to watch it. Every episode's like a mini episode of, of a Star Wars movie. And there's loads of little back references to things. There's TIE fighters, there's X-Wing fighters in there, there's Stormtroopers in there. It's all this stuff. But on top of that, the baddie, the lead baddie, yes. is the greatest baddie of all time. Stop it. Los Poros Hermanos from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Gus Fring. Yes. He's the baddie. <gasps> oh. I know, right? my God. Did you all freak when yes. you saw him? So the big TIE fighter comes down, it opens up and he walks out with a cloak and the Darth Vader type gear on, but not the helmet. Oh my God. And you just go, oh my God, it's Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. <laughs> We can't believe it, you know. And he's so evil, that guy, anyway. So he's the perfect baddie. It's just... I just love it. So I've got two episodes left. And explain to people, because I think... Oh, I thought that it was a cartoon. It's not... It's not a cartoon. No, it's shot just like a Star Wars is shot. But what Disney have got is access to all that technology in Star Wars. So it's not like watching some kind of CBBC drama or something. Mm. You're watching a very high-end massive production values mm. brilliant light speed chases through space mm. planets to planets everything i mean it's like wow you know this is but should be on the cinema none of that means anything without a good story it's a brilliant story mm. i mean each episode's the same thing the mandalorian goes somewhere to try and find somewhere for the baby to mm. go and somebody says i'll help you but as long as you help me do something first mm. and he goes okay i'll help you what do you need me to do they need to kill something then they kill something and then he goes on to the next <laughs> bit of the journey so you do kind of find yourself going oh i wonder who he's going to help in this episode <laughs> you know but you can forgive its faults because it's just great um but i assume at some point we are going to bump into either luke skywalker mm. or maybe han solo mm. or something i don't know but it's really exciting. And there's going to be a week, film, no? There must be a movie. There's a series three is due out next year. So they've got to make a movie um, of The Mandalorian, haven't they? I don't know. I don't think they need to. I think it's great as a, as as a series. It is. It's, it's so good. But there was a character that turned up in it last night from The Empire Strikes Back and from uh, oh, Return wow. of the Jedi. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, somebody that... Don't say anything. No, no. But it's just like, oh, me and Joel were like, oh my God. I can't believe it. You know, I've always wondered what he would have looked like. Yeah, Sonny was there okay, as well. Okay. But, you know, he's not as uh, as engaged. As, no, but as, I was um, I was worried that like he'd missed it. Um, but can I can I quickly talk about something? Well, because we were okay. Let me on. just finish yeah, this finish, finish. because um, eight point eight on IMDb. Wow. Yes, with the final episode being nine point three uh, on IMDb, and there's lots of eights and nines. Nine point one. You know, it rates really well. So if you remotely like Star Wars, you've got kids, or you just want to escape, yeah. Mandalorian, Disney Plus, I believe it's free for the first six months, Disney Plus. Yes. So get it for six months and, and boom, you're out. Amazing. Um, good. Okay. I would really, really, really like to talk about um, Line of Duty because the final episode is this weekend. Okay. And Line of Duty... Because you were just talking about the Mandalorian and the production values that Disney Plus brings. Yeah. You know, when they make something, they've mm -hmm. got the money and mm -hmm. the assets and the the ways of making sci-fi that can yes. really kind of up the ante in terms of quality. Yeah. And it's interesting because Line of Duty is a BBC One drama and... You know, the BBC don't have the same kind of money as the Netflix do or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Call of Duty... Call of Duty, I keep calling it that. Line of Duty mm -hmm. is an absolute juggernaut of a series for them. So it started in 2012. It's been around for a while. Not 2012. Mm. And um, I'm going to let you finish your grape. Sorry. <laughs> I put in the juiciest grape and then I realised it's going to be really noisy... Okay, I've done it. I'm not going to eat another one. Um, so, so it started in June 2012, mm -hmm. and it got 4.1 million viewers. Okay, then that's really which good. was which was seen as a huge success. Anything for the over BBC. four million, yes, exactly, brilliant. And it stars um, Vicky McClure, yep, Martin Compton, and Adrian Dunbar. Mm -hmm. Now, Vicky McClure, I got to know through my absolute obsession mm -hmm. with Line of Duty. So I think it was series two or mm -hmm. three 
I put out a tweet or I sent, I put out a shot on Instagram just going, I am obsessed with this woman. What a great actor. Mm. Um, You've got to watch this if you haven't seen it. Catch up on all the previous episodes, previous series. And then she answered and sort of went, oh my God, I can't believe it. So she came on the night show when I was mm-hmm. presenting and she was she was amazing. And ever since then, we've been quite good friends. And you and I have gone out for dinner with Vicky. Yes, we have, yes. Um, and her lovely hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a lovely time. And she is the nicest, is she not the nicest woman? Yes, very nice. Well, you know, she's, oh my God. she's almost northern. She's from she Nottingham. She's so lovely. Yeah. But not only that, she was telling us about the other cast, and I have had the great pleasure of interviewing Adrian Dunbar mm-hmm. um, a couple of times before for theatre and things like that when I was doing this show um, called Good Stuff, which was about um, culture and theatre mm-hmm. in London. Anyway, and you and I were also yes. at dinner once, and we were sat next to Adrian Dunbar. It was quite creepy. I thought I was going to get arrested. <laughs> so uh, it's written by Jed Mercurio. Mm-hmm. It has got unbelievable ratings at the moment Mm -hmm. Um, because it feels like we are culminating. We are just about to find over the various series, we've been trying to find out who the fourth member of this sort of series of corrupt coppers are. Mm -hmm. And he's, we know he's called H and we don't know who H is. And it's so funny when you look online, there's Mm -hmm. so many things. Somebody's sort of saying, Oh, this word, if you take the H out of that yeah. word, it, it spells blah, 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 or something, you okay, know, there's yeah, just yeah. so many kind of cryptic yeah. clues yeah. flying all over the place. People are reading stuff into, there's even a really, really funny podcast mm-hmm. um, on BBC Sounds. If you like Line of Duty, you have to listen to this podcast. It's called Obsessed with Line of Duty. <laughs> and they talk over everything. They go over everything. And the final is on Sunday. Okay, that's the big final, the um, grand finale. Are you going to find out or are they going to leave I don't, you to... I don't, well, We okay, don't know. Okay, but what okay. I would like to say is that if you haven't seen it, you know, it doesn't have the same production values mm-hmm. as the big kind of Netflix shows, but it really, really does um, have just one of the greatest storylines and fantastic acting and great British actors in all of the... Keely Hawes has been in it. Yes. Andy Newton's Andy been Newton, in it. Yes. And Kelly... Mm-hmm. Um, McDonald's in it at the moment. Yeah. She's amazing. I mean, just the quality of British actors mm-hmm. in this um, series is so high, and the storyline is so good, and the script is so good that it it just doesn't matter about the production values. That you yeah, know, yeah, it's just a really, really good cop. Yes, drama. I, I agree with that. Really, I think as the stories good enough and the writing's good enough, you can forgive a whole bunch of mm. stuff, like because. We know we're watching actors and we know it's being filmed and mm. we know this is all set up and staged. Mm. But that, you could just forgive all of mm. that as long as the story is dragging you along mm. appropriately. And, uh, you know, and 11 think, million people can't be wrong. I mean, it got 11, amazing. 11 million viewers last weekend, I think. It's more people than watch the Oscars. Yes. Yeah. How weird is that? <laughs> Look at the production that. value on that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so I'm, I'm really... I'm really happy for them, and I just hope it keeps going forever because this is a yes. It's a very enduring, and I'm I'm rather like in love with these characters. I'd be very, 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 very sad to see them go. Um, the carver, carvery alert. Remember last week I yes. talked about a carvery. Yes. And somebody did say it's one in Tunbridge Wells. Stop it! Yeah, so what? It says, this is from Joe, teacher of two, and it says, "I have missed the podcast so much. I'm currently listening to the new app, and you mention a middle class carvery. Well, I have good news for you. I live in Pembury. Yes, I know Pembury in well. T Wells, yes. and I live next door to the Black Horse Pub, which delivers the best carvery. Eighteen ninety five for a huge selection of meat no. all week and all the trimmings plus a pudding." No. The uh, black, hang on, yeah, yeah. the black, I'm looking it up right now. I'm so excited. Yeah, and it Horse says... pub, I'm going to... You need to try it. And then it says, and wave over the wall if you do, because I live next door. Oh, and okay. And I've never missed an episode. Oh. And it says, say Joe from over the wall has sent you if you do. Uh, okay, amazing. <laughs> um, and then it says, genuinely, I've used so many of your recommendations and I'm pleased... I finally have one for you. So that's Joe Brooks. Oh, God, Thanks I'm really excited. That, uh, Joe, it's uh, great, yeah. So that's good, isn't it? And somebody else had said, the Ned. Do you think it's do, in... On a Sunday, do a carvery. You know the Ned? Really? Yeah. Which I mean, that's not even middle class. That's like posh. Yeah, it's posh, posh, isn't it? That's really posh. Um, that's so, in London, the Ned in London. Yes. Um, there you go. Posh carvery is available at the Soho Farmhouse. That's also quite posh, yeah. yeah £28, really posh. check God. it out. 
I know. 28 quid for That's a commentary. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. They've now, improved. can so, I just speak oh, to yeah, Joe yeah. very quickly? Yeah, yeah. Go on, Joe. Um, I sort of need to know if it's the Black Horse... Pembury, that one it'll be. In Pembury? Yeah, because yeah. there are two. There's one in Tunbridge Wells and there's one in no, Pembury. Well, she said it was Pembury, I think. Okay, perfect. But she got, she'll message us back, I'm sure. Okay, perfect. Robin Parry says, they've improved the Audible app. You can now purchase on the Audible app. Stop it! I went into the app and suddenly it says you can use your token without <gasps> leaving the app. Maybe you guys had some improvement. Oh, Robin, thank you so much for letting us know. This has been causing me quite a lot of anxiety because I knew somewhere in these messages I'd sent someone a message that said, we'll try and read this out next week, thanks. And you'd lost it. And I'd lost it. And I was feeling very anxious about it. Because when I because tell somebody I'm going to really do something... you really care. Well, yeah, I mean, if I say I'm going to do something, I'd like to think that I would do Good. So thank the Lord, Robin, I managed to find your uh, your message there. Um, but great, because uh, I love the Audible app. I've bought, I bought Jordan Peterson's new book in the Audible app. Oh, yes, I'm still ploughing through uh, the old Jordan Peterson book oh, yeah. on the Audible app. I think he's better if you read his book. I mean, he's got I a great voice. I think it's better if you read his book, because he... But I'd rather see him when he speaks spontaneously... And hearing him read his book is very concise, but it's it seems less enjoyable or less I like engaging. I him on Instagram. Yeah, he's great. He I, said he's something great. really amazing on Instagram yesterday. Um, let's just see if there is um, anything else we should read out. Because I'd put a lot here. Teen- teenage boys will be in absolute heaven. Back posh carveries, the Ned mm-hmm. on Sunday. That was the Ned. Is that the Ned on Sunday? Yeah. Wait, I've never been to the Ned. Have you been to the Ned? No. Well, let's go maybe well, as soon as they oh, open up. Let's go. go. Let's go have a it says expensive, oh my God, but it does the lobster. A lobster carvery. You know, I went to Boston once on a press trip thing. And um, they did this, this something on the menu called lobster poppers. And I was like, I wonder what they are. Everyone's lobster mad. Is that in poppers. little deep fried little lobster? It's in a Yorkshire pudding. Oh! They're, in, they're deep fried in Yorkshire pudding. Shut up! <laughs> you know, I was like, that sounds amazing. What the hell is this? It was a mixture between like something like child's food or like the most amazing kind of sweet treat you've ever had. Wow. Because it was like sweet and... It's not fishy lobster, is it? But it's kind of weird. Anyway, that's what a lobster popper is, by the way, folks. Well, great. It's great to be back, right? Very good. I'm going to save this for next week. I'm going to save the garlic butter for next week. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what scales I bought next week as well. I'm going to talk about a Pilates reformer table. Oh, yeah. Are Mm -hmm. you getting one? Um, it's too expensive. I, I, I'm not because it it's takes massive, right? a thousand. No, it's not even that. Okay. I want to talk about it next oh, week. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you all next Friday. See you later. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,